Welcome to Bronx meets Beantown. Small state, big networks, official Red Sox slash Yankees rivalry podcast. I am one of your hosts. Uh, I'm Oliver. I am the Red Sox fan, accompanied by my ambidextrous friend here, young gun Frankie. How we doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, tough season to swallow, obviously. But, you know, I have a lot of opinions and... This, yeah, could be, well, this could be my rant. All right. Uh, let's let's hear rant number one. Uh, the the Yankees season takeaway, biggest takeaway of the Yankee season ended on this past Tuesday night. We were recording this on October 8th, 5 p.m. on the dot. And uh, the Yankee season ended about three days ago. So now that you've had some time to soak it in, what's your takeaway? or plural where I, takeaways where do i start i think the biggest thing for me this year was like the energy level of the team was so inconsistent it was like a roller coaster and obviously we had the tough losses like it, every other week we were blowing leads and stuff but i think the one thing is like everyone on the team even dating back to last year everyone was like it was just a different vibe of the team from 20 and 21 to the 2017, 2018, 2019 teams. I don't know what changed, maybe something in the clubhouse or something in the players' attitudes, but I think that's definitely one thing that stuck out to me and some of the fans. Yeah, uh, looking at it from a Red Sox fan point of view, point of view, Red Sox fan point of view, I can say that I I love the vibes this year over in the Yankees dugout. You know, they, uh, they really seem to flourish with each other. They all seem to really respect their manager. They uh, definitely responded well. I will say the one thing they did is respond well after the trade deadline. But uh, sometimes you just peak at the wrong time, and that's what the Yankees did. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we had our 13-game win streak. You know, everyone, you know, the whole – everyone felt like, you know, this was the team we've been waiting for. You know, like, we're going to ride this. We're catching up to the Rays. You know, we're going to try and storm and make a big playoff surge here. And, you know, we had a we had a big cold streak, and then we had to scramble in the last couple, couple weeks, won a couple series, and then we just, you know, offense just wasn't clicking. And I think that's all it comes down to is just the offense. Uh, yeah, that and the fact that three hundred dollar thousand three hundred million dollar pitcher went two innings in a winner take all game that also doesn't help. Doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. Doesn't help one bit. No. What was the? How was the reaction of the? Because uh, obviously you were there. What was? What was it like? That was. Uh, so I actually got in late because my brother was late and we had will call tickets under his name. So I got in late. Didn't get to see the Xander home run. Sat down for an inning. Top of the third, I went to go get a beer. Didn't get back until Garrett Cole got pulled. So I missed the Schwarber home run too. And then Garrett Cole got pulled. But from then on, I mean, that was the... Red Sox fans have been taking a lot of heat lately for how they respond in big games. And that was far and away the... uh, I say that's the second best sporting event in general I've ever been to. Uh, first being the Patriots Ravens um, AF, AFC game where they were down 14 twice. 
Uh, but besides that, that was by far and away the craziest at, at atmosphere I've ever seen Fenway. It was awesome for, from my perspective. And even going into it, I felt weirdly confident. I don't know why, but I just did. And uh, that's part of the reason I went is because I had a really good feeling about it. And it turns out that my feeling was right. And at the end of the day, it turns out that it, all this wild card madness just comes down to who gets to be swept by the Rays. Like exactly. I said, we, two weeks ago, before any of this even happened, I was like, doesn't matter. Whoever wins is just going to get swept by Tampa anyways. Yeah, we, get to, we just get to plan our offseason a little bit earlier. Y'all get to, you know, have a little bit more well, energy. Considering the Red Sox were projected 79 wins this year, I think this is a very successful rebuilding year. How many, how many wins were the Giants projected? Uh, 84, I believe. Mm. But, yeah, they're 25, 20, 25 games over their projection as well. Mm -hmm. So, end of the day, uh, I'm happy with the I'm happy with the year. Big, big offseason ahead for both teams, I think. Are you – what are you doing? What's your first plan? Your, what's your first plan of action, and what is your most important plan of action? First plan and most important kind of go together. I really think that, obviously, Boone's contract is up. We need a new man at the helm here leading this team. And I've been thinking about it over the past couple of days about options, and I really <clears throat> don't know who is on the market right now. Um, I could list names, but that's for a later time. But I think we just need someone who's had – deep postseason experience knowing uh brian cashman it's probably going to be an ex-yankee just just knowing our last couple managers so i mean we'll see what we can do but i think definitely the manager is the uh definitely the most important part coming up in this offseason yeah i mean i'd love to see boone get another shot at it personally uh let cashman tries go one more time although i think it's way more on boone than uh cashman because he's spending the money he's getting the players but they're just not performing it's at the end of the day it's on the players more than anybody when exactly. a team doesn't live up to expectations more it's it's on you know it's on glaber torres it's on um you know it's on gary sanchez it's on brett gardner it's on garrett cole it's on these guys and, and not that garrett cole didn't have a great year first or second cy young but when it, when they needed him, he he failed, and then you know, injuries. Of course, Stanton was a up and down year. Judge was very good all year, but at the end of the day, they weren't good enough. And players have to take some type of credibility, I believe. And I'm going to say, for the Red Sox point of view, my first and most important thing is to extend Rafael Devers to whatever he wants. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that is your most important piece, and then after that is figuring out what they want to do with the outfield. Uh, what do you want to do with JD is depending on what he does. Um, what do you want to bring back Schwarber? Cause he's been incredible since he's got here. What do you do at second base? Do you go after Carlos Correa and move Xander to second? Uh, can you restructure Xander? So he doesn't have an opt out after next year. There's definitely things to do, but the, the farm system, the farm system for the Red Sox is finally, up and coming again. Uh, you know, Tristan Cassis will be up at some point next year. Connor Siebold is going to be a starter. Uh, Hauk will probably be a starter. Uh, and and then, of course, at the end of the day, 
any playoff team or any team that you expect to win needs a bullpen. So they got to figure out the bullpen and what the hell happened to Matt Barnes. Absolutely. What's the uh, what's the Red Sox uh, spending situation looking like? I mean, y'all do we y'all have money or like are we staying away from big contracts? Um, I think they have one more year of paying sixteen million to Dave to David Price for being a bullpen arm for the Dodgers. One or might be two more years actually. Love that. No, it's one more. It's one more. And um. They don't really have too many crazy contracts on the books. You have Chris Sale, who you're paying. You have Xander, who you're paying. You have JD. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the core guys uh, aren't making a, a lot of money. Evaldi's getting his $18 million a year. You have to figure out if you want to bring Erod back. They have money to spend to, to stay under the luxury tax. It's just a matter of, you know, it's reset now. So do you want to go back over that and, and go for it this year and the next couple of years? Get a nice little core together, but they have the money to spend. It's just uh, what does Heim Blue want to do? And mm-hmm. I don't really know what he wants to do. Does he want to keep being a little tricky, you know, small market team? Or now that he has money to spend, is he going to uh, go over to what, you know, Andrew Friedman has done? And now that he has money, spend all the money and build the farm system. And, like, that's that's the uh, that's the goal, like <clears throat> – I think is to market after the Dodgers. Now that you have money as a GM, you don't have to be the dinky little race spending $60 million a year. You can spend $210 million a year. So we'll see what happens. First things first, got to take care of business and try to beat Tampa. Absolutely. What's the keys to beating Tampa right now? Score more than zero. It's a good, it's a good one. I didn't personally watch the game last night. But, I mean, I can say for my mental health, I'm glad I don't have to deal with the anxiety of Randy Rosarena coming up to the plate again in the postseason. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. Honestly, they out-hit Tampa. They had nine hits, nine singles. So, you need some extra base hits in there. The, the MO of the Red Sox team is when they score four or more, they win about 95% of their game. So, score four runs, and you're – you can almost guarantee a victory with this with the team this year. Score four. They got a rookie today. Just jump on them early, and by the time this gets out there, who knows what will happen. But that's the game plan. Jump on Baz early. Get to the bullpen. Make them use arms, and then worry about Sunday. You got if you can steal one down in Tampa, you might be able to take that. You might be, might honestly be able to take the series. So today's a huge day. Huge day. Sale day against a rookie jump on them get some get some early runs put some early pressure on them make them piss his pants and uh let sale do his thing he's pitched well against tampa this year yep how many how many starts like one one start he's played he's pitched against tampa three times and he has like a three some era against him which against tampa is pretty good it's not bad it's not bad I think my obviously you're still worrying about the season. I think my couple notes for the off season for sure are <clears throat> uh, see where Aaron Judge is at on a extension. I mean, you have to keep him. I mean, I think Aaron Judge would probably take a little hometown discount to stay. He expressed his interest to stay at the team. I think we have to. <clears throat> I think we have to attack 
the first base position because, I mean, we really didn't get any offense out of there this year. Do we maybe sign a Corey Seager and move DJ to first base? Do we just re-sign Anthony Rizzo? We still have plenty of control over Luke Voigt. So, like, what is his health looking like? What are we doing in that department? So, I think it's definitely – I think it's definitely going to be one of Brian Cashman's most important off seasons in his reign with the Yankees. I think the only people really that are a lock to come back in the lineup next year are judge Stanton and LeMahieu as of right now and maybe Glaber. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to trade Glaber, even though his value is as, as low as it could be probably at this point. Mm-hmm. He did heat up towards the end of the season when he played second, so maybe that you know. But I mean, that power is not there, and that's what that's what you expect from Glaber. Yep, and DJ obviously had an injury riddled year. He'll be thirty four next year, so that that's something that might not go away. He might he might have a a slide here like Pedroia did, where he's just battling injuries the rest of his contract. Now, who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's something you you gamble with when you sign those types of contracts um yep any other any other takeaways here for the intro podcast uh, intro bronx to beantown let's think real quick i mean i mean i mean honestly how, how much crap they got this year i'll give a tip of the hat to the bullpen they really did save they really did save some of our big games. I think the starting pitching was honestly fine this year. Obviously, we had our couple blow-up starts, but, I mean, compared to past years, I think Matt Blake's done a great job with the team. And I think, honestly, everyone should be fired except for Matt Blake and our <laughs> trainer because most people stayed healthy this year. Um, but, I mean, got to get a new hitting coach. I mean, why are we hiring a hitting coach that hit under 250 in his MLB career? Don't get that. Um so that's where I'm at right now at the team. Obviously frustration, but kind of looking forward to this offseason, to be honest. I think there's going to be a lot of rumors going around. I think around. it's going to be a good offseason. There's a lot of high-value high, uh, free agents out there. There's a lot of teams that did not live up to the hype. Uh, the Yankees being one of them, but not to the extent as like the Mets or the Padres who really, really shit the bed compared to uh, how the Yankees ended their season. So at the end of the day, at least you're not a Mets fan. I mean, poor Mets fans. I, most of them are pretty good people that I know anyway, but man, they just ha- they have it rough. Mm-hmm. They have it rough. Um, and the Padres, I was actually happy to see them spiral out of control because they Padres Twitter became just an absolute cesspool over the offseason. So it was nice to see that backfire on them. Absolutely. Always. I mean, it'll, it'll always hate, hate the Mets. Um, always. I think, I think the Mets have actually fallen down to third on my hate list. I think the Rays have taken number two um, <laughs> and then Red Sox, obviously at the top of the realm there. I don't think anyone will ever, ever top them. Deservedly so. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that'll do it for episode introduction of Bronx meets Beantown. We'll be back. I don't know how often we'll do this during the off season, maybe every couple of weeks when there's some, some stuff to update and um, we'll take it from there. I don't know when this will even get uploaded. It takes forever usually. So could be two weeks from now. I don't I don't know. 
Well, Oliver, I appreciate it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun ride here. All right, I'm excited. Let's let's. I'm excited for this series. I'm excited for the off season and this going forward should be fun. Absolutely appreciate it, Oliver. All right, see ya. All right, see ya. <laughs>